And I know what some of y'all are thinking, a black vegan, he must be married to a white girl. Psych, we broke up. So uh, that's not true at all. Nice try. Yes. My ex is white, all right? I did a one white girl, which is annoying because I went black, black, blackity black, Puerto Rican black, white, and everyone's like, I knew it! Like I came out the closet or something. <laughs> they was like, I knew you like avocado, quinoa, and salt and vinegar chips. I don't even know what that means, okay? <laughs> have no idea what that is. White women are my type. I just happen to live next to Trader Joe's. Like it's not something I'm searching for, you know? It was uh, stand-up comedian Preacher Lawson on America's Got Talent. He was a finalist on America's Got Talent as well as America's Got Talent, the champions. Britain's Got Talent, the champions. And certainly the judges were big fans of his. There aren't even words to describe how good I believe you are. I think you're a superstar. I think every dream you have should come true. This is a champion right here. Thank you. Hold on. Simon. Preacher, I tell you what this reminded me of. I run a record label, and sometimes you put a single out, and it's a hit. And then the next year, you put a second single out, and it becomes a bigger hit. This is how I feel about you just now, is that you were great before. Tonight, you were fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah, judge's favorite uh, and a fan favorite, uh, Preacher Lawson. In an exclusive concert event this weekend at the Laugh Shop at the Hotel Blackfoot. Still some tickets available for this weekend's shows, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, joining us on the line here this afternoon is the aforementioned one and only Preacher Lawson joining us this afternoon. Preacher, great to have you with us here this afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's, uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, let's talk about the power of this uh, this this platform, America's Got Talent, which uh, obviously you navigated uh, quite successfully. But it is quite an institution. Once you've achieved at that level, you've been on that stage. How does that change uh, a, a stand-up comedian's life? I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think it did. I think it did really well for me. Um, you know, there's a there's been a bunch of comedians on there, but I, I think I don't. I don't know. I just think it just gives us. It gives us a huge platform. I, I feel like I was super lucky. I, I got on. I feel like that that was the best season. You know what I mean? Because yeah. It was like Tyra's first season, and then it was just like it was just it was just it was before twenty twenty before people figured out we had cooties. You know, like it was <laughs> yeah. just every. It was just a good time in life. But yeah, man, I, I um, you know. It was uh, it was it was fun. I, I you know I don't know. I just think it's a huge platform. I didn't know how big it was, but it, you know it's great. Yeah. What was it like going over doing the UK version? You were on Britain's Got Talent, of course. Obviously, very different in a lot of ways. But you're still you. But what was that? Uh, what was that like for you? That was cool. I mean, it was more so cool doing a stadium. That was the cool part. I was, I could not believe I was in the stadium. So I mean, which is also. It actually kind of sucks, by the way. It doesn't suck, but it's like, yeah. it, you know, when you're in a small, smaller club and you do a bit, the laugh, the sound of the laugh, they hit the top of the ceiling, they come back down. And you're doing a stadium. There's no ceiling. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, you're like, are they laughing right now? Are they laughing? And so uh, it was a different experience, but it was still pretty insane. It was like, you know, 10,000 people, something like that. I don't know. Wow. But it was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. I like I like being over there and uh, talking to them. I mean, they their accents are great, and they do. Uh, they you know it's funny because in, in America, if you ask someone to do an English accent, they always do hello, governor. They always do that. <laughs> exactly. And they always do that, and I don't know if you ever been to England before, but they don't do that. <laughs> no, they, not generally not. They don't say that. They don't. 
But when I was in England, I asked them to do an American accent. And you know what the American accent they did? <laughs> oh, from America. And I'm like, that's not how I sound. <laughs> like, you know, they did like three different accents. But it was great. It was really fun. Yeah, you would know. You'd be an expert on that. You, you've lived, uh, as I understand, in a lot of places growing up. You moved all, all around the U.S., didn't you? Yeah, I moved a lot, man. My mom was a drug dealer. And uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. See, I mean, I think I'm playing. I don't know. You know, you find things out about yeah, I suppose, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm like 98% sure I'm joking. But okay. you know, we, did, we moved around a lot. <laughs> we moved around a lot. And uh, it was great, man. It was it was cool. It was actually like we moved around a lot, and we were like, I remember, like, my life was great. Like, I had a really good life. I had a mom who really cared of me. I had siblings that were protecting. I had, you know, they were. it was funny. It was, you know, it's just, I mean, you know, you have your sibling fights or whatever, but it was a good life. And, I'll, you know, at some points, like, we would slept in the car, you know, because we were broke. And But it didn't feel like that. My mom would, like, make it be like, we're on a mission. I'm like, yeah. Right. You know, so my life was fine. Her life was trash. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he had to sleep in the car with kids. Kids are annoying in the house. So I can't imagine what she was going through with us in the car. But, you know, it was it was a fun time. We moved around a lot. And, um, yeah. And, and she encouraged yeah, your career, right? I think, you know, at a 16, a 17-year-old tells uh, his parents that, that he wants to be a stand-up comedian. A lot of parents are going to say, you know, get real do something else yeah. what do you think uh she encouraged this though didn't she she actually did she she told me she was like when i told her i wanted to be a comedian she kind of just was she said I, i'm so proud of you and i know this is this is what you need to be doing you don't need to be doing all the other stuff and this is gonna be this is gonna be, you're gonna make it blah 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 she was saying all that stuff and um and then uh she told me that when i was 17 and then when i was i think i was like 26 maybe 26 and it was after my first like major TV credit and um i was talking to someone and i was like yeah my mom wanted me to be a comedian she told me it was a good idea and then i remember uh her going no i didn't and i was like yes i did <laughs> yes you did i remember you talking to me saying it was a good idea she's like i said that because you're hard headed and you're going to do it anyway so i was like i might as well just encourage her but right. i didn't want to do that i want you to be like a doctor or you know, you know, going to the military, something, I don't know, something we made money, but she's like, well, it turned out great, though. <laughs> well, it did, obviously, yeah. I mean, how did you get the idea, though? Where, where did this idea come from that that's what you wanted to do? Was it that, you know, that, that you were inspired by the stand-up comedians? You just, what you were like, you a funny guy in, in class or with your friends, or where did it come from? I mean, you know, you, you, you've made people laugh, right? Like, it's, it's, how's it feel? For you, great. I don't know. Feels yeah, good. It's right? intoxicating, it's isn't it? I think, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty. It feels good, man. It's really intoxicating. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a rush. Like you know, when you first smoke crack, and you're like, man, <laughs> this is good. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But there's some people listening that's like, yep. yeah, I'm doing it good. No, no, but I, I it's a, it's just a rush. I wasn't like a, I wasn't like a, a popular kid. I wasn't like a class clown. I was quiet. I was, I was, I'm an ambivert, so I'm, I'm, you know, extroverted, I think, around people, but I, I'm introverted a lot, like I'm alone a lot. Yeah. Um, and I like, and I like it, but I'm, I'm, I, I, the reason I decided to jump into comedy is the same reason everyone in the 80s and 90s, you know, even though I was born in the 90s, decided to jump into comedy is like they wanted to be on a sitcom. 
And I remember watching sitcoms. I remember them star comedians. I was like, all right, well, let me just do this. I never thought it was funny, though. And that's most people, right? Most people, I mean, there's a few people that get into comedy and they're like, I'm funny. And they get in, they got a reality check. But they don't, they don't realize that comedy is an art form like anything. Like you, when you, I don't care how funny you think you are, that's not how stand-up works. You know, like there's a formula. The same way if you get on a piano, no one's going to play it for 10 minutes and be like, oh, I think I got it. It's going to take years and years of practice. And so when I went on stage, I was like, I think I'm kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And I went on stage and I was like, oh, I'm not that funny. And then I just kept working at it, just like anything you do. And I got better. I got better. And I just, but I, I remember when I first got on stage, I was like, I, I got one laugh and that's all I needed. I got one laugh and it was from me screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember, like, it being like, I just remember that feeling. I'm like, whoa, this is different. It's, it's different. It's different having one person laugh at you. When you have one person laugh, you're like, oh, this is great. It's great. It's like, you know, it just feels good to make someone laugh. Two people, maybe you talk to your friends, like three of your friends, you have three of your friends. We have 300 people laughing. I'm, it's, it's not, I can just try to explain to you all I want to. I can't. You'd have to experience it. So, but it's a good feeling. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting coming up right now as well. Obviously, the comedy clubs are still the backbone of of stand up, right? But you know, it's an era of of YouTube and and SoundCloud and and everything else, and and that creates a lot of different avenues to create content, a lot of different avenues to to reach people. Uh, so, how have you made use uh, of you know the world of of social media and the internet? Yeah, people don't watch TV anymore. That's the problem. And there's too many platforms. There's, you know, I'm looking at a poster right now. It says Paramount. Paramount got their own app, you know, Disney Plus, DT Plus. You know, like everybody has their own ESPN, ESPN Plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just put on one app. But there's, everyone has their own own thing. Is too many. It's, it's not too many. It's, I mean, because there's so many people. I mean, there's people that I've seen on social media that will have 3.8 million followers. I'm like, never heard of this person, you know? Yep. But they got 3.8 million followers. They're, they're, you know, there's plenty of room for people to get to, to like, uh, make their money or make their fans or make their footprint, you know? So I, I think that, I think that, um, I think that, you know, you just kind of got to, you know, like anything else, you just got to kind of learn to adapt, you know, because people are on TikTok. TikTok's the number one app. 50% of people that have TikTok don't have Instagram, you know? Right. So, I mean, so, I mean, it's just like, I, 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 that's the new, that's just what it is. You kind of just adapt. I'm not, I'm not going to be one of the old people. Back in my day, I'm not old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, you're you're, you're old in your 30s now. Yeah. I am. I'm 30. I'm 31. I'll be 32 in March, which, you know, you know, I didn't feel like I was, I feel like I was, I feel like that's not old. And then I was on stage and there was a uh, past weekend and I did all ages shows. It was a kid. He was 12 years old. And I made a joke about MySpace. He was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no. He just asked me what MySpace is. Yeah. And so I guess I'm old now. I don't know. Is it true? You mentioned the timing of, you know, America's Got Talent, uh, 2017, then 2019. And now you've built up, you know, this this reputation. People know you, you you're recognizable. And then all of a sudden 2020 hits. So it, it seems like you've been busy maybe over the last year or so. But what were those, you know, couple of years, 2020 and 2021 like for you? 
2020 for me was, um, you know, it was a uh, it was it was a cool year. It was a good year. It was a, it was a good year and a bad year. You know, it's a, you know like everyone else. I mean, look, everyone and their mama when 2020 happened, they found out they were tired. People don't realize. We're just operating on tires, like because we were forced to sleep, and it was like maybe a weekend, and we're like, "Oh snap!" I didn't know I was. Yeah. I feel good, like I feel good, because like you're getting your sleeping. You know, we're all exhausted, so I recognized that, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know I was tired." And then I started working out, started eating healthy. I was in the greatest shape of my life, and um, you know, I, I just, uh, definitely started drinking. I didn't drink then. <laughs> I, I didn't drink. Someone got me rosé for my birthday, and I was just stuck in my house. Because <laughs> yeah. I was in L.A. where the quarantine was the purge. Right. And um, and I, I, I someone bought me rosé for my birthday. And I was, I had him, you know, I just, like, it was sitting in my cabinet. I didn't know he was supposed to have in the fridge. But I was sitting in my cabinet, and I was like, I'm going to try it out. And I tried it out, and I was like, oh, snap, you know, this is trash. But I was bored, so I kept drinking it. And I found out that I liked wine. And I was like, oh, I like wine. And I just... That was a habit I had to get rid of. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I love wine. I mean, I was like, I don't know how people become alcoholics. And then I started, I was like, oh, this is how they exactly. do it. That's why I don't want to do crack. What if I'm a crackhead? Well, you know, exactly. So I just like, I try to avoid that. But um, I just start drinking. I, I just start, I, I, when I'm drinking, I like, I use, I say whatever I want to say. I use the N-word a lot. I never use the N-word. I mean, if I'm around black people, and there's no white people around. You know, like white people do when there's no black people around. That's <laughs> yeah, how I, I guess for the reverse. <laughs> okay, I did the reverse of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But no man. It was it was it was a good time. It was a good time. That was your 2020. Yeah, well, you you know, it's interesting. And I, I saw your tonight's show uh, stand up, and you talk about MMA. Is this something you got into? Like, as you're trying to stay busy and and stay in shape, and this this is what you landed on. Yeah, I, I, I've always been a fan of mixed martial arts. And then I, I um, you know, I um, it's funny because I'll talk to people and they're like, MMA and, you know, mixed martial arts is too dangerous. And then I'll watch it and I'm like, they're right. I mean, this is <laughs> yeah. too dangerous. I don't, like, but when I'm in there, I don't feel like I'm fighting. Like, I don't feel like I'm a fighter. I've never punched anybody in my life, ever. And outside of actual training, I've never punched anybody. Yeah, I've been in fights, but fights were like grappling matches, I guess. I was just like, you know, it's always someone breaking it up or someone gets slammed and it's someone, you know. Yeah. I've never, like, punched anybody. And then I, I don't feel like I'm punching. I feel, for me, it's like basketball. I like I played basketball all my life, and it's, it's just a competitiveness. And so uh, I, I needed something else to work out because I was going to the gym. For me, it was boring. So I got bored going to the gym. So I started rock climbing, I started swimming, and I started, uh, this is fine. I started rock climbing, I started swimming, and I started doing MMA. And then I started doing MMA, and I was like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. And so, uh, uh, I'm pretty good at this, and so I decided to do a match. And uh, I, yeah, I'm never doing it again. But (laughs) 2022 was the year of MMA for me. And uh, I did a Muay Thai match. Wow. And yeah, I did a, a Muay Thai and an MMA match, and it was it was a it was a really cool time. Honestly, it was so fun. I felt it was so fun, and I'll never do it again ever. 
<laughs> well, you go. Hey, by the way, I was going to say it's pretty adventurous uh, for you to, to come up to Canada in January, although it, it should be pretty mild weather for you this weekend here in Calgary. Have, have you performed much uh, in Canada? I take ice baths every morning, so I'll be okay with this. Oh, stuff. good. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, I just started, I've been watching too much internet. They're like, ice baths. That's the thing to do, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, so have I been, I think it's my first time in Alberta, Canada. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm excited. That's going to be a fun weekend. I'm not excited about the weather. Yeah, like well, it's, it should be pretty mild this weekend. I think you kind of lucked out uh, with the weather because uh, it's it can be all over the map here in the winter. Let's put it that way. Okay. Cool. Uh, so it should be all right. It should be not too bad. So uh, anyway, so yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. It's going down uh, this weekend. LaughShopCalgary.com. I think there's still some tickets available Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Much more at PreacherLawson.com as well. Preacher, so great ch- chatting with you here this afternoon. Thanks so much for making some time for us, and look forward to having you here this weekend. Hey. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm excited for this week. All right, Esther, there you go. Take care. Preacher Lawson, rising star in the world, a stand-up comedy finalist, of course, on America's Got Talent, appearing this weekend at Laugh Shop here in Calgary. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, at Rob Breckenridge. You can email me, rob at 770chqr.com. Talk to you next time.